is Welcome to Stars Hollow, your Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Taylor Gilmore. And I'm Tony Gilmore. We are the Gilmore Boys. April Fool's This is the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Oh, we got you guys so good. You stupid assholes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is Great Plot Podcast, episode 33, 30, right? 33. Yeah. Um, so this is our April Fool's episode, I guess. Yeah. It just... It, so we're going to be reviewing uh, April Fool's Day right. and the remake of April Fool's Day. Why didn't we do that? April Fool's! <laughs> uh! I, I didn't even think of that. Why didn't we do that? Because we didn't plan ahead. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um... Yeah. Uh, so, how's it going? Uh, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So yeah, this is a uh, episode thirty-three. It is April Fool's Day, and we are actually going to have a special treat for you guys later today. No joke. Oh, we're, we're putting have... it out today. Yeah. Okay. We have to. All right. We're gonna have a special April Fool's Day edition. Of Drunken Cinema. Right, and I don't, have we mentioned this before? I don't, I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay, well, it's a surprise for everyone then. Yeah. Except for us, we already know. Yeah. We're, we're in on it. Right. We're on the ground floor. <laughs> we, we know what's up. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. I, so, I just wanted to mention, like, I've been watching, well, I've been watching it. I watched the first two episodes of iZombie. Yeah. And I know I we both just talked about what's, how stupid it is. Yeah. And it's like... The acting and the the characters and the the episodes themselves they're not bad. I mean, I've seen worse. The premise is still stupid. I mean, she works. She's a fucking zombie that works in a morgue and she eats brains and gains their knowledge. <laughs> That's still stupid. Yes, it is. Um, but like the other aspects of the show, it's not bad, and it's got you know. Um, Rose McIver in it, who's just cute as a button, even though she's pale and pasty. Something that was stupid about it, though, is like, you know, she, you've seen like the trailers and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, I guess I've explained this to you before, but anybody that hasn't seen it. Um, so she's got this, you know, platinum blonde hair. And you think, okay, her character has platinum <clears throat> blonde hair. No. When she was alive, she had like brown hair. But for some reason, when you turn into a zombie, your hair goes goes blonde. Because I guess maybe something to do with the the pigments in your hair stop. But you don't just lose pigment in your hair. It like if you've lost pigment, it that would grow out, out, right? Yeah. But like it shows a part where um, she basically she goes out on a boat party and um, I'm on a boat, man. Yeah, and I think it's I'm not not entirely sure. I may have not computed this part correctly but i believe there was a, like a drug that was floating around on the boat or i mean like being passed around on the boat mm -hmm. i think that's actually what turned people into zombies mm. um so it shows her bath yeah. salts hmm? bath salts right <laughs> that was called utopia or something uh so she, basically she gets bitten by one of these zombies and dies obviously and then it shows her waking up on the beach um and she's like in a body bag, and she like 
sits up and like sh- and she's got like a streak of blonde in her hair, and that's like actually the the Sam Beckett effect. What Sam Beckett when he when he first leaped he got a little patch of gray in his hair. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, she sits up and like just the streak of blonde. It's like her hair hadn't actually turned blonde yet. Like, oh, well, because then it jumps ahead five months. Okay. So presumably maybe her hair did grow out <clears throat> blonde, but there's still that streak of blonde. It just doesn't make any sense. But hmm. curious. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's a, it's a, if you can like basically distance yourselves from, from, from the fact that she's a zombie and just think of her like a psychic, maybe that eats brains. Sure. Um, cannibal psychic. Sure. Yeah. If you can like think of it that way, then it's actually not a bad show. It's it's a little campy, but it's all right. All right. Anyway, so should we start referring to it as I Cannibal Psychic? Sure. All right. <laughs> oh no. <clears throat> oh no. Um. Anyway, anything you want to chat about? Uh. Yeah, there's a bunch of things. So uh, <laughs> let's get to it. Okay, well, let's just, yeah. All right, well, let's do horror business. So we're thinking this might be a short-er episode. Uh, I mean, definitely not <laughs> three and a half hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, like, shorter than maybe usual because we don't, have a whole lot of horror business in this episode and we we had kind of like planned around this interview that we thought we were going to have today but that we got, we got april fooled right <laughs> well some uh some scheduling conflicts i guess uh now we're not doing that so shorter so episode have to be chatty yeah chatty kathy's yeah so uh to kick things off you some of you may have heard by now about uh Afterlife with Archie, and um, well, there's a new Sabrina one. What's the new Sabrina one called? Uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. Those are both horror comics from the makers of Archie, and they're not, like, really tongue-in-cheek. They're, like, straight-up horror. Right. And it, I mean, I've never, I've never read them, but I've seen, like, the illustrations from them. Mm-hmm. It's like they're still the Archie character, so it's kind of hard to take them seriously. Sure. Because <laughs> they're, I mean... Like, it's fucking Jughead. I mean, how do you take that guy seriously? <laughs> Just looking at him. And But, I mean, this is not Melissa Joan Hart's Sabrina. No. <laughs> this, this ain't your mama's Sabrina. Uh, well, the new news is that Archie Comics is officially launching a horror imprint. It's going to be called, cleverly enough, Archie Horror. <laughs> God, they nailed it. That's perfect. <laughs> like, how many people sat in a room for how long to come up with that? And got paid to do it, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i'm in the wrong fucking business word uh it's gonna kick off with afterlife with archie number eight and the chilling adventures of sabrina number two plus a surprise third series Ooh, Ooh i'm I intrigued l- i love surprises i really hate surprises <laughs> <laughs> uh it's gonna launch this spring archie chief creative officer roberto Ag- aguirre sacasa says it's happening organically already like we said these these two already existed and they're just kind of now officially making this imprint um you launch one book it is what it is you launch a companion book and you think these seem to be speaking to each other 
In-house, we started referring to these books as the Archie Horror Books. We wanted to make it official, and when we started to look like Afterlife number 8 and Sabrina number 2 were going to be released around the same time, why don't we formalize something that is already happening, which is the imprint? Yes. Genius. That. <laughs> All that. Uh, on mystery series. What mystery series? The third mystery series. Oh, okay. He said, I can tell you what um, Aguirre Sagasa uh, said, I can tell you what will be Senator... I can tell you that it will be centered around a major Archie character. She has appeared in one of our books before, and it will be in a genre we have not explored or even hinted at in Sabrina. In Afterlife, we've only hinted at a tiny, tiny bit, and it will be set in the present. So, we once again go back to the age-old question, Betty or Veronica? Betty, man. So, it's, what do you think, like, werewolf Betty? Oh, like, I thought you were just asking my opinion. <laughs> oh. I always wondered why Archie didn't just, you know... It's all cool in a three-way. <laughs> uh, maybe he just didn't have those skills to make that happen. He's Archie, man. <laughs> he, he's the Archie. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, he's the comics version of a, the Fonz. <laughs> but he's so uh, aloof about it. Yeah, that's true. He's he's really like gee gosh willikers. <laughs> um but I don't know, it said it's a she has appeared in oh, I thought it said one of our books. But it's she still says our books before. Leads me to believe it's not a recurring character. Yeah, I probably well, not. Not not a, a regular character, I should say. Probably not. Um and I don't read Archie comics, so I don't fucking know. All right. I I have heard that Afterlife is really good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, same thing. I've, I've never read any of them. I haven't heard, really heard anything about The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but there is only one issue of that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Afterlife with Archie is supposed to be intense. Like, it's not it's not joking. It's not tongue-in-cheek. It's it's legit horror. Isn't it? Isn't, is Archie like a zombie? I don't know if Archie is... But there are zombies. There are zombies, and I think maybe, like, Jughead is... Jughead is undead. Mm. Mm, that sounds like a song title. Jughead undead. Yeah. Sure. Patent pending. <laughs> That's ours. Don't take it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like I said, this will launch this spring. I think I said that. Yep. If I didn't, I'm saying it now. Okay. So, check it out this spring. Or don't. But I guess it's spring already, so technically. So check, go, go go see if it's out now. Go look right. Well, not right now. When you're done with this episode. Yeah, listen, or you could put it. Listen to us in the car. There you go. Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting story. Um... You know, we reported on this once before, but we reported on it incorrectly. Did we? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Because, yeah, we reported on that there was going to be a sequel to I Spit on Your Grave. But it was going to be a sequel to the original I Spit on Your Grave. Right. That's and not, that's true not correct. Right. Because that's, that's what we read. Right. I don't know if that changed... Or if we read it incorrectly. 
don't know. It's possible. I mean, it's, We're it, pretty dumb. <laughs> we are kind of dumb. Um, it's amazing we can read it all. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that we've gained the ability to speak. Um, yeah, I don't even remember how long ago this was. It's, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't even go back and reference it. But um, anyway, so there is going to be a sequel. Or is okay. It's in post production now. Uh, I spit on your grave. Vengeance is mine. This will be the second. This will be a sequel to the original remake. Yes. So there not, you go. <laughs> not the sequel of the remake, but basically ignoring part two. Right. Because yeah, the, I spit on your grave two of the remakes. It was a completely separate story from the first one. Right. Um, so, um, Anchor Bay acquired the rights to it. Uh, the sequel is going to be called... Or, sorry, this is, as we said, it's a sequel to 2010's I Spit on Your Grave, uh, directed by R.D. Bronstein. Um, Sarah Butler is coming back as Jennifer Hills, who, of course, is the one doing the spitting on the grave. Right. <laughs> um uh, it's going to focus on a serial killer that uses a crisis hotline to target rapists. Uh, one of the counselors has a dark past, which sends detectives sniffing in her direction. But is she the killer they're looking for? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, as I mentioned, it's currently in post-production. Um, <clears throat> so, Thoughts? I don't really know. I, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch the original because I don't really remember much about it. I know I remember it being very uh, difficult to watch at times. Yeah, um, I, I haven't seen the original, like the nineteen seventies one, mm-hmm. um, since I watched it at a age that I was probably much too young to watch. But um, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I. I would almost guess that the remake was a little more brutal than the original. I I think so. In the original was the the guy that raped her wasn't a mentally handicapped guy, was he? In the original? Yeah. Uh I think that was the case in the original and in the remake it wasn't it definitely was in the remake was it oh, yeah shit see yeah I, I, the guy was being like pressured by his his buddies quote unquote see, to do I, it that was what, what made it so hard to watch is because he didn't look like he wanted to do it either see i vaguely remember that but i, I remember i don't remember him being mentally challenged slow see, like, somehow yeah just kind of dim-witted but not like like mentally challenged <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, like again, I said I'd have to watch it again. But yeah, I don't know that I want to. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of revenge movies, and I think I've said this on the show before. Yeah, but it's just the the whole point to horror movies is to be scared, and in revenge movies, you're rooting for the person that's killing everyone. It's true, but I mean that kind of goes to say that goes for the same for like a lot of slasher movies. Well, yeah. To, to an extent. But that's only if you're a sick fuck. Sure. Like us. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, get him, Jason! <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I... I don't know. I think maybe Jason might be the only one you actually root for. Maybe well, Freddy. They do make the, the characters very unlikable. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously 
on purpose. A lot of a lot of chads. Yeah, especially nowadays. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking chads. Um. Anyway, so serial killer uses a crisis hotline to target rapists. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't, I didn't know there was like, did you rape someone? Call one nine hundred. Well, it make so so. How I'm assembling this in my mind is that the killer works at a crisis hotline, gets information about the rapists from these women that have been raped, and then goes out and kills the rapists. Because, I mean, what's the figure? Like, nine times out of ten women know they're rapists? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so... uh, Oh, so they... Okay, they use the hotline when the people who were raped called. Yeah. Okay, and then they go and they target. But is, is, is Jennifer the person at the crisis hotline I'm I'm confused as to where Jennifer comes in yeah that that's where I'm kind of losing it because it, it, this description doesn't really convey that accurately but I'm it says sniffing in her direction which leads me to think that Jennifer is the person at the crisis hotline right yeah and that, that's kind of the assumption I'm making too but yeah that is not very clear um, anyway so it, like I said this is in post production um, Anchor Bay is going to probably be doing just Straight to DVD, Blu-ray, and VOD, presumably. Um, don't know exactly when that's happening, but um, I would have to imagine probably before the end of the year. Oh, I'm sure. Um, if it's already in post, I would think it'd probably come out maybe in the fall. Yeah. Anyway, so um, keep an eye out, out on that. Uh, if we hear any more, we'll let you know. to stop encouraging these people. So, as I'm sure everyone knows by now, Sharknado 3 is on its way. It got a new official title. Sharknado 3 Oh Hell No. (laughs) (laughs) And Sharknado 3 will be accompanied by a new Sharknado documentary. A Sharkumentary, if you will. I won't. (laughs) No. Um, I'm putting kibosh on that now. Just like all the Sharknado movies, as well as Lava Lantula and, um, I don't know, tons of other shitty movies, Transmorphers, (laughs) uh, this will be produced by The Asylum. It will feature behind-the-scenes looks at the making of Sharknado 3. Asylum's the one doing the Backstreet Boys Western, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, anyway, um, behind the scenes look at the making of Sharknado 3 for anyone who cares about that. And they're looking for fans to submit videos of why they are Sharknado super fans. Mm. Um, if you are a Sharknado super fan, stop it. <laughs> no. no, that's bad. Don't do that. Uh, oh, shit. There are three different options. You can send video proof that you are the biggest fan of Sharknado by preparing a short clip explaining or showing why you are the biggest Sharknado fan. 
Show off your original costume, song, dance, video, or work of art. Did your family record your freak out when Sharknado 2 aired on sci-fi? Why would you freak out about that? Do you have a slideshow of your wild Sharknado viewing party? Do you just need to film yourself explaining why you love it so much? Submit it! That's probably going to be about 98-99% of what they get. Just, yeah. Just, I'm Sharknado big fan. I love Sharknado! <laughs> I have the Sharknado Funko Pop figure! Another way is a video of you answering 5 to 10 of the following interview questions. Who do you want to see die in a Sharknado film and why? The sharks. <laughs> because then there won't be any more movies. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone in 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 the movie. Like, the whole world just collapses <laughs> in on itself. Um, what city would you like to see a Sharknado destroy and why? Um, I don't know. New Jersey! <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, New Jersey because it sucks. That's not a city, but whatever. Well, I guess there is Jersey City. But... Yeah. Sure. Um... How would you like to die in a Sharknado? Uh, Not. (laughs) Peacefully in my sleep. (laughs) What weapon or strategy would you use against a Sharknado? A chainsaw (laughs) on a chain. Uh, I would change the channel. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate roof. The ultimate weapon. I will. (laughs) My dad always said... As long as I can remember, like, through my entire childhood, he muted TV commercials. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Dad, why the fuck do you keep muting the commercials? It's driving me insane. He's like, millions of dollars went into creating these commercials between production costs, you know, paying their actors, and then to actually get ad space on this channel. Right. Millions of dollars went into it. And I'm negating all of it by turning the sound (laughs) off. It's like, you're an evil genius. (laughs) Um... Five. Right. Thank you. Uh, what other animal hybrid storms would you create if you had the chance? Animal hybrid storm. So that rules out Lava Lantula. Right. Um, I guess uh, Horsicane. <laughs> um, Horsnado is good, too. Though. I mean, you already got the tornado part, so. Right. Um Lightning bug storm. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> Look at him glow. Fuck, I don't know. Or care, really. Yeah, uh, maybe a bear tidal wave. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come up with a clever name, though. Like, Bairdal wave? That doesn't work. Mm. Tidal bears? No. <laughs> How fucked up would that be, though? Just a wave of just <laughs> fucking snarling pussy <laughs> bears. <laughs> Oh, fuck me! (laughs) Um, What's your favorite scene from the films? The one with the Sharknado. The one with the words scrolling from top to bottom. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure the one with the Sharknado. (laughs) Uh, If you had a shark... Or, sorry. If a shark took your hand, what would you replace it with? A chainsaw. I don't know. Ian's earring? <laughs> All of Ian's earring? Yeah. <laughs> I was in 90210! <laughs> be like the scuzzle butt with my Patrick Duffy leg. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's made it through, what, three, well, two movies now, so obviously he's a fair bet. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, 
Shit, lost my place again. Oh, uh, who would be the first person you would save? Who would be the last? Uh, the first person I would save would be my girlfriend. I know, I know. <laughs> the last would... Oh. The last would be the president, because in part three, it's Mark Cuban. <laughs> um... My wife. My wife. (laughs) My wife. (laughs) Borat. Right? (laughs) Bro. Borat Borat jokes are funny. (laughs) Still. God damn it. Uh, Last. uh, Fuck. The president of asylum. (laughs) (laughs) That the fucker from... That used that just left One Direction. Sure, yeah, <laughs> fuck him too. Um, not because he left One Direction, because I don't fucking care. No, <laughs> I, I, I am upset that I have to keep hearing about it. Right. Um. Uh, who would you like to see have a cameo, and how do you want them to survive or die? Keep in mind that apparently David Hasselhoff is making a cameo in Sharknado Three. Oh, so st- I can't say him. <laughs> Um, uh, like my first instinct is to say Bruce Campbell, but I don't want him to be in any of these movies. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to say like ludicrous. (laughs) (laughs) No real reason. (laughs) Okay. Um, and I would just want to see him sucked into a shark. How is that not how everyone dies in these movies? Like. It's yeah, it's a fucking tornado. I mean, of sharks, of sharks. Like that's how you die. You get sucked in and or eaten. Right. Yeah. I mean, people die in tornadoes just because they're in a tornado. Yeah. Like then you add sharks. Fuck. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> um. And how does this keep happening? I haven't seen the movies. But how does this specifically keep happening? <laughs> how does a tornado always manage to happen right over a pack of sharks? Science. <laughs> Technology! <laughs> um, fuck, I don't know. I don't want to see anybody in these movies, because then if then I'm perpetuating the movies. I would like to see Jaws. <laughs> uh, see that shark right there? That's fucking Jaws. I know. God. Oh, shit. It just got real. You know who could stop a Sharknado? God. So how would you like to see him survive or die? Well, God is eternal. Mm-hmm. So how would you like to see him survive? <laughs> um, By being God? By saying, no more Sharknado, <laughs> and it just dissipates. And waves to keep him a timbo finger? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> um... <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah, he just says, be gone. And be gone. <laughs> I was going to say, it's Oliver Platt playing God. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. And then the Sharknado is gone and it never comes back. And then movies are done. No more movies. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, ten. What would be your catchphrase? You just got sharked. Mm. <laughs> yeah, top that. 
I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, you got nothing. Just move on. Go, <laughs> go to number eleven. Okay. You can't. You can't beat that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which Sharknado character would you like to see, or would would you like to dress up as, or be? Left shark. <laughs> <laughs> is he in it I don't know I just assume he should be <laughs> that's that's who our cameo I want to see yes fucking left shark yeah <laughs> fucking left shark yes and he survives by doing this <laughs> oh Christ no oh, left shark is our savior oh that's who's playing God is left shark <laughs> no more <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, what was your first experience with Sharknado? Pretty sure when it was first introduced, and I went, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I think when I first heard of it, I'm like, no. No. That, that's not real. What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, you know, here we are. <laughs> yep. Um, what made you want to watch? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> um, sing the ballad of Sharknado. Oh, Sharknado, you are so good to us. I don't know. What the fuck is the ballad of Sharknado? <laughs> I think I actually used it for when we talked about Sharknado before. I used it for a bumper. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I don't remember how it goes. Me neither. It's kind of a punk song. I don't. It's not really a ballad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> kind of a misnomer. Um. Uh, and then your your third option is to recreate a two-minute scene with no actors. Take your favorite Sharknado moment, either Finn slicing his way out of a great white, April getting her hand bitten off. I don't know what these... I don't know who these people are. What, uh, but I have to presume it's Ian Ziering and Tara Reid. I would think. Uh, just, just take your favorite Sharknado moment, recreate it under two minutes with no human actors. Voices and dogs are okay. Okay. <laughs> Just dogs. Yeah. No, nothing else. That's all it specifies. <laughs> um, I think I, I've rethought it. I think if I got my hand chopped <clears throat> off, I'd fucking go Aquaman and just replace it with a harpoon. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You can send your submissions to contest at theasylum.cc. CC. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. You'd think a production company that's probably made a lot of money lately could afford a .com. Right. We can afford a .com. Yeah. Uh, when you send in your submissions, make sure you CC contact at graveplotpodcast.com so, right. we, so we can make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So that's that's all. We've talked about Sharknado for a while now. Yeah. I can't believe we answered every one of those questions. <laughs> mentioned before that there was some rumblings and some pretty, a, lot, a lot of speculation yeah but some pretty positive rumors turns out the truth is out there <laughs> thank you taylor <laughs> um things have been confirmed now that x-files is officially back for a special six uh six episode 
um, limited series. Um, presumably, this is going to be the, a one-off thing. They're not going to do any following seasons. Just going to be these six episodes, and then that's it. Um, but uh, David Duchovny, Jillian uh, Anderson, and Chris Carter all coming back. That's that's good news. Yeah, they couldn't see when I was watching original run X Files when they brought on um, uh, Robert Patrick and um, ah shit, what's her name? She didn't really replace Jillian Anderson, but she was kind of like the new central female agent. I don't remember. I didn't watch a lot of X-Files. Well, yeah, in the later years, you know, Jillian Anderson, I think she just had a kid, so she was kind of like taking a step back, and Mm. David Duchovny had already left the series. Um, Yeah, and I I feel like ratings kind of took a nosedive at that point. As you would expect. Yeah, and the show just wasn't that good from then on. I mean, like, I re- like Robert Patrick. And the, his uh, character, uh, John Doggett, I believe his name was, uh, was actually... I liked his character, but it just... It, it wasn't the same. It wasn't Mulder and Scully, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, Chris Carter was saying, uh, I think it think of it as a 13-year commercial break. That's one way to look at it. Was it Annabeth Gish? That's her. Uh, what was her character name? Um, Monica Reyes. Right. Um, um, the good news is the world has only gotten that much stranger. A perfect time to see to tell these six stories. So, so it sounds like it's not it's not a story arc. It's actually like six new files. Yeah, because it seems that way. Which is I always like that better because it seemed like in the later seasons, especially like after the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. All the, all the stories were connected. Like, they didn't have just single single, single shot stories. It yeah. was all just one big story arc. And it's like, okay, I'm getting bored with this. Right. <laughs> it's like, let's see something new here. Um, that's why the first, the initial series were, uh, seasons were so much better, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know why, but I, I feel like they could try and put out another movie. I don't. I this is purely speculation. I have no reason to believe this, but I I just feel like they after these six episodes they might try and push out another movie. Uh, I guess it's possible. I almost feel like this might replace a movie. That's very possible. Yeah. Um, Do we know? Are these going to be half hour or hour? The original was an hour, so I would think they would go that route. Yeah. I mean, how can you have six episodes? I mean, this isn't a cable TV show. How can you have six episodes, half an hour each? That's yeah. That's just silly. Yeah. It is Fox, though. Fox doesn't do a lot of hour series, do they? Their dramas are typically an hour. Are they? Like what? Um, what do they currently have that's an hour? Currently. I don't know. I don't watch, I don't like, I don't watch a lot of Fox. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, like Fringe was an hour. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they will then. Uh, oh, uh, Sleepy Hollow is an hour. <clears throat> oh, all right. So, yeah, I mean, they they have been known to do hour shows, so. Um, I think it's mostly just their comedy shows that are, that are half hour. All right. <clears throat> so you you are excited about this? I am, definitely. Um, I know this is supposed to be, like, first quarter of 2016 is when this is supposed to start. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll... Because f- <clears throat> they, they started 
filming the series. They actually filmed it here in Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, I think they did kind of split time between here uh, and I think maybe up in BC. Yeah, it's most places yeah. film in Vancouver. But, I mean, this was before Seattle got too expensive to film in, which is actually a point of contention uh, right now here in, in the state. It's because the state government gives, like, almost no um, incentive to filmmakers to film here. And that's why things that take place here get filmed in BC. Right. Or even, even in Oregon. Um, then you just get stock footage of the Space Needle. Yeah, exactly. Um, that they just buy from NFL on Fox. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who shows the same six images of Seattle every Sunday. Yeah, it's just some guy throwing fish. The uh, Jimi Hendrix statue. Yeah. And, and the Space Needle. Fly, yeah, fly over the Space Needle and then, like, over the stadium. Yep. Which, you know, that could be a different game. Or this, like, could be just the same game they show every time. Yeah. <laughs> it could um, be fucking July. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I do wonder if they'll film it here or in BC. Because after the movie, they actually started filming in California. Mm. Because it had gotten too expensive to film here. Interesting. So I wonder if they'll bring it back. Probably not. We'll see. Sorry to dash your hopes. <laughs> it won't break my heart if they don't. <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah, this is exciting. Um, I wonder I, I wonder if they'll start, like, maybe this summer and then maybe have it ready for fall. I heard first quarter of 2016. Okay. Then. So. And I guess that actually makes more sense because then they could, like, run it through the end of the second half of the season. Yeah. You know, after everything comes back from their winter breaks. Right. Their stupid mid-season break bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, we'll we'll report on this more as we hear more. But that's all we got right now. This is not the cannibal movie I'm looking for. Right. <laughs> I don't care about this. I want Green Inferno, goddammit. We all want Green Inferno, Taylor. They're working on it. Well, work more. <laughs> While we wait for Green Inferno, we will be given The Bad Batch, a new cannibal movie that takes place in a post-apocalyptic... Apocalyptic. There's too many P's in that. Apocalyptic. Yep. <laughs> takes place in the Papagalacalos Islands. No. No, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic Texas town where residents have become cannibals. In the Bad Logical. Batch, a cannibal falls in love with his meal. <laughs> right. <sighs> this movie will star Jim Carrey as the hermit and Keanu Reeves as the dream. Right. Those are their names, apparently. Odd, odd casting. I mean, like for them to be in the same movie together, it's just like, especially a fucking cannibal movie. Yeah, but is like, there's just those two people you never thought you'd see see together in the same movie. True. Um, so it also stars Jason Momoa, who isn't isn't that Aquaman? Yeah. No, no, 
No, that's not Aquaman. Fuck him. <laughs> Vincent Chase is Aquaman. <laughs> uh, Suki Waterhouse and Diego Luna. I'm not familiar with those last two. Uh, I've heard. I feel like I've heard the names. I I don't know them, but anyway. So, Bad Batch. What are you thinking? I I have to wonder what kind of movie it's going to be. Like if it's going to be just like a straight on horror or if it's going to be I mean it clearly comedy. sounds like there's going to be some kind of romance story sure yeah and apparently uh, Jason Momoa is the cannibal that falls in love with this girl that he had every intention of eating <laughs> alright I don't know how this guy keeps getting work he's a really bad actor is he? yes I don't know that I've seen him in anything mm, I've seen him in, in a couple things and he's really bad he got his start on a Baywatch show Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, that. <laughs> that whole thing. That happened. Yeah. yeah it, was, it wasn't even like the original Baywatch. It was like Baywatch Hawaii or something. Interesting. Yeah. He, he definitely doesn't look like Aquaman. No. No, he, no, he doesn't. Is he, was he Samoan? Uh, I think he's an islander of some kind. Yeah. I, I don't know specifically. And he's got like long black hair mm-hmm. and a beard. Yeah, and he looks... Like, I mentioned it on the show before. He looks like a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I mean, Aquaman was blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I'm, I, will, I, I won't delve into this too deeply because get it off track and make me sound like... Make me sound like a racist, basically. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I'm very sorry that Aquaman was created as a blonde white guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's the case. But he is. Yeah. He's not a long-haired, long, dark-haired islander. Covered in tattoos. Right. That's that's not Aquaman. He's never looked that way. Not once. Not in any iteration. Not in any universe. That's not Aquaman. He did look like Jason Momoa's style at one time just really like grizzled and stuff right after he got his hand taken off he had long hair and a beard um but he was still a white blonde haired guy and like I said I'm sorry I'm sorry that they created him that way I, I, I completely apologize for that but that's who he is yeah, I mean, it's not one of these cases where, like, he, you know, the original died and somebody else took over the helm or whatever. Like, he's, to this day, in the comics, he's still yeah. a white guy with blonde hair. Yeah, I mean, you think of, like... Um, and if anyone's going to change that, it should be DC. Right. I mean, I suppose this is DC Studios, but still. Yeah. Like, there should be some explanation for why it's a completely different Aquaman. Right? You th- like, and, like, think of, like, <clears throat> Green, uh, Green Lantern. Hal Jordan is a white guy. Mm-hmm. John Stewart is a black guy. So it's like if you want to make a Green Lantern movie and you want to cast a black guy as a Green Lantern, make it John Stewart. Don't make it fucking Hal Jordan because Hal Jordan is not a black guy. Right. I'm sorry. I again, I'm sorry that Hal Jordan is not black. But he was not created black. He is a white guy, so he should be a white guy in a movie. John Stewart is a black guy. He could be a black guy in a movie. That's just how things should be. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it should be considered racist to think that someone should match the source material. Right? Thank you. I, 
that's that, I agree. That's, yes. I like like I said, I won't. I'm not going to get too into this because I'll I'll go off on a tangent for another hour. But <clears throat> anyway, anyway, the Bad Batch. <laughs> Back onto the Cannibal. Right. Movie. Um. So it make I mean having Jim Carrey in it and even to an extent Keanu Reeves it makes me wonder if it's going to be kind of a comedy. Right. Um, and I'm, does everyone have these kind of names? The Hermit, the Dream, like, do they not have real names? I don't when, know. When the world went to hell, did everyone just kind of forget their earthly names and start going by stuff like this? I, I guess. I mean, I've honestly don't really know much about this movie. They haven't really said much. Yeah, this is very preliminary. Um, but I don't... Like, if it's a comedy, they could definitely go in an interesting direction with it, I think. Yeah. I mean, it might be... It might be... I don't know. I don't know why this is the only movie that's coming immediately to mind, but, like, Romancing the Stone, where it's, like, an action comedy rom- romance movie. Yeah. It could be all those, all three of those things together. Or, you know, also have some horror in it. Right, depending on how gory they decide to get with the, with the cannibalism. Right. And, I mean, there's... So there's a certain degree of comedy to be had with like over the top gore. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, I can't. I can't think of Jim Carrey as a cannibal without immediately thinking of the cable guy when he's running down the hall chasing after him. <laughs> I, just, I just picture him chasing someone. Just. <laughs> I just want to hang out. No big deal. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. I imagine we'll probably hear at least something about this as they get closer to production. Um, and then by that time, we'll maybe hear a little more about what kind of movie this will be. And then maybe we can talk about it more. Yeah. We'll decide if we want to talk about it more. Sure. Yeah. If we're just going to pretend this never happened. Right. Still at least a year away from Trick or Treat 2. Yeah. But womp, womp. we may be getting kind of a Trick or Treat <clears throat> one and a half in the form of a graphic novel. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> something. Give me something. Come on. So, I'm excited about this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. It, it's hard to get as amped up about it as I would be for a movie. Sure. Um, but, yeah, this is cool. I mean, fucking more trick-or-treat is good. Sure. No matter what. Yeah, as long as it's being kept, like, front and center and, you know, people constantly have reminders of it. Exactly. Uh, according to creator Michael Doherty, I've been having way too much fun with Legendary and the rest of my team bringing the ancient legend of Krampus to the big screen, and I look forward to expanding the film's dark Christmas mythology onto the comic page. Oh, yeah. By the way, they're also making a Krampus graphic novel. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> Dory scooped me there. Um, hopefully, the fans who have been patiently waiting for Trick or Treat 2 will enjoy this deeper peek into Sam's world until he finally rises from the pumpkin patch once more. Happy holidays. Hey! That's nice of him. More Sam is always great. Sure. Um, this will retail for sixteen ninety nine and come out in October, naturally. <laughs> naturally. Uh, it's being written by Mark Andreco, who is a writer, I imagine. He's a, a guy. <laughs> he does. That he, makes writes, he writes 
novels <clears> of <throat> the graphic variety. <laughs> uh, the synopsis for Trick or Treat, the graphic novel. The synopsis. What did I say? Snop, synopsis. Snop. Synopsis. Stop it. <laughs> the dark and twisted fate of the cult horror hit Trick or Treat is back. Are you ready for the return of Sam? Yes, yes. I am. Yeah. With the graphic novel Trick or Treat, Legendary dares you to experience four all-new terrifying tales set in the universe of the Ultimate Halloween Anthology. From the twisted imagination of series creator Doherty and a top-notch team of horror storytellers and artists comes this four-part collection that paves the way for the Trick or Treat film sequel. Across centuries of Halloween horror, wherever fear lies, Sam will be waiting. Yay, Sam! He's great. He's just a cute little... Look, there he is. Yeah! On my arm. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Until you die. Yeah. <laughs> but Sam will live forever. He is eternal. Your body just rots, and that's like the only thing that hasn't <laughs> changed at all. Just one patch of my arm just doesn't <laughs> do anything. <clears throat> uh, as I said, Krampus, the upcoming Michael Doherty Christmas movie, is also being put in the graphic novel world. So I guess this will be kind of a pseudo-sequel to Krampus. Uh, uh, this will retail for fourteen ninety nine and will come out in November. Won't this be a precursor to Campus Krampus? Yeah, Krampus comes out in December, right? I think. Interesting. Why would this come out before then? Oh. Well, the synopsis. <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> for Krampus says, "You better watch out." <laughs> 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 If you want to survive the holidays, stay off the naughty list. Legendary Comics presents Krampus, the official graphic novel based on the upcoming horror comedy from writer-director Michael Doherty. Uh, I don't know why I just got radio voice, but... All right, Micro Machines guy. <laughs> Unleashing the ancient Christmas demon Krampus and his maniacal holiday-themed henchman, Black Pete's. Yep. Christmas mixes fear, fun, and festive thrills for an adventure that will change the way you see the holidays forever. Yay! Forever. <laughs> So this, um, yeah, like, I don't read a lot of graphic novels, mainly because just don't have a lot of time to just sit down. It's mainly the same reason why I don't read regular novels, just don't have time to. Yeah, I, I, I got the uh, second compendium of The Walking Dead for Christmas, and I still have not even started it, mm. but mainly because I'm still working through Simon Pegg's book. Mm. Really? God, you're still working on that? Yeah. I don't know, it's not really catching me. Mm. That's a shame. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Can't all be winners. But I am excited for this. Um, not so much Krampus. I, I'm kind of mad on Krampus just because I don't know anything about it yet. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the movie. But as I said, more Sam, more Trick or Treat. Always, always on board for that. Yeah. I just really hope they don't reuse stories. Doesn't sound like they will. I, I, I don't imagine they would. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to see something in the graphic novel and then see it again in Trick or Treat too. Right. So I wonder if because it says there's four stories. So I, I imagine if it's anything like the movie, there's going to be some crossover between the stories. Probably, yeah. It might be. I wonder if that might be a little more difficult to do. That's what I was thinking. Um, at least in in an effective way, right? Because you could put same characters in the same stories and you'll have them cross over that way but to have I feel like doing it in a graphic novel you have to be a little more obvious yeah because you know I mean like when <laughs> our drunken cinema was be sure made sure to point out Leslie Bibb and her husband 
every time they showed up because right. they were in like every story if I remember right um, like however briefly yeah <clears throat> but for them to do it that's in, in film they can do it subtly mm-hmm. um, they can just kind of pass over someone yeah you can't, you can't do that in a still image right and yeah yeah in a, in a still image you gotta make them a little more front and center to, to really make it effective so I don't know we'll see um, we will see because I'm going to be buying this shit. Yeah, I'll bet you are. But yeah. you're going to buy it so hard. I'm going to buy it all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... What is this? Um, October and November. So keep an eye out on those. Uh, probably any bookstore. Probably any comic shop, too. So and I'm sure Legendary's website will have them. Sure, yeah. I see you, Thomas Toll. <laughs> So, finally, some movement on the Friday the 13th front. Uh, and some, some positive movement at that. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, so, after months and years of stagnation, uh, I mean, obviously, we've got David Bruckner directing, um, finally got a writer. And keep in mind, there have been several writers attached to this project, so take this with... A single grain of salt. Um, Nick and Antosca, um, who is actually a writer on the NBC series Hannibal, um, has been hired to write the new draft for Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I've only watched Hannibal a couple times. It didn't really grab me, but it's wildly popular. People just love that fucking show. Yeah. Have you watched it at all? I have not. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, so, I mean, this this could be a good thing. I mean, obviously, there's for it to be so popular, uh, there's got to be some good writing on it. I don't know I don't know how regular of a writer he is on it, um, but for him to be involved, it seems pretty positive. He's also a writer for Teen Wolf, which you do watch. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know how much I watch it for the writing, but... <laughs> Actually, truth be told, I haven't watched it in quite some time. So, um, uh, also, it was recently revealed he has like his, a personal blog, and he has a now watching list. And within like the last month, it's been like all the old Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, good. So, so he's, he's doing he's been, his research. Yeah. <laughs> you know why would you not hire somebody that's already a fan? I mean, he might have already been a fan, maybe. And he was just you know trying to get a feel. I guess trying to get that old old time feel back. That that see, old timey feeling. If he can if he can do that, I will love that guy forever. You'll He'll slob be, his knob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean no. <laughs> um but no, he'll be my fucking hero. That's a verbal commitment. Huh? You heard it here. It's a verbal commitment. <laughs> Legally binding contract. Um no um yeah, if he can capture that that eighty style that's been missing from, you know, Jason X uh, movies, <laughs> movies, yes, <yeah. laughs> basically anything past Jason X, like Jason X, Freddy vs. Jason, and then the Friday Thirteenth remake. If they can 
recapture that feel they had in the eighties that made the originals watchable. Um, then yeah, like I said, the guy will be my fucking hero. You said you would slap his knob. <laughs> we all heard it. You know, I do the editing on the show. I can get rid of that. <laughs> um. Anyway, so. Th- Yes, uh, Richard Nying and Ian Goldberg wrote the per- previous draft, which, which obviously was shit. <laughs> I guess. Or, I mean, like, by, by Platinum Dunes, it was... Sh- uh, Platinum Dunes uh, standards, it was shit. Either that or they never actually did anything, and they were just jerking each other off in a room for the past <laughs> eight months. Um, David, Like I said, David Bruckner's still directing, which that that could be good or bad, again. He's got that found footage background, which mm-hmm. which might lend to a more uh, a smaller budget feel, yeah, to the movie. Which again is that that's something that's missing. Yeah, that, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, for it to have that feel. So, if he can convey that, then again, an- another good thing. Um, Hollywood Reporter is reporting. Uh, that it's going to be found footage, which is something that we've not only heard, for, like read from other uh, news outlets, but from Brad Fuller himself saying that that's not true. Yeah, that was a rumor a while back, like when first when uh, Bruckner first signed on, mm-hmm. it was a big rumor that it was going to be a found footage movie. But um, yeah, several media outlets have have disputed that, and like you said, Brad Fuller himself spoke with, I think it was. Um, Slash film or something. Was it? Okay. I, 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 I think sure. one of those. And yeah, he, he said himself that, that, that it is not going to be found footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's saying that the film will answer the decades old question of why Slasher Jason Voorhees cannot be killed. I don't want to know the answer to that. Yeah, that's that's straight from Fuller, too. Yeah, I mean, it, I, again, I feel like I've said this before. Maybe it was just you. I don't remember if it was on the show or not. But we we know why Jason can't be killed he's immortal well they sh- in Jason Goes to Hell they explain why he can't be killed oh right it was stupid there's a <laughs> dumb reason but there you go I mean that's that's why he can't be killed we don't need that answered unless they think that since this is like a whole new rebooted series that they need a new mythos that's another thing that that's still gonna bug me is the fact that they're rebooting it again I uh... I still don't know what this movie wants to be because they say it's not a reboot. They say it's not a remake, but it's not attached to the original. So what the fuck is it? Yeah, you've you've eliminated your options. Yeah, um, it's like it's that's Hollywood speak. Really, they don't want to admit that it's a remake. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's that's what I've come to terms with. It's like every time a reboot, a reimagining. Uh, was it or retooling, recalibration, recalibration? What a fucking load of! It means they're making a remake, but they don't want to say it's a remake. Yeah, because then because because remake has become a, a dirty word in the horror community, right? And then that means they're going to instantly be compared with the original. Yeah. So if they do anything similar, which you're going to be anyways, because you got the same fucking title. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that's another thing is they're they're paying for the title. They don't give a fuck about the movie itself. They're paying for the title. Yeah. Because people will see it because of the title. And um, that's not just Platinum Dunes or you know Paramount in this case. That's every production studio 
every movie house everywhere. That actually reminds me of another story that I'm gonna I'm gonna shove in here that we don't have listed. But I'm gonna shove it in. I'm gonna shove it in dry hard. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you want to shove it in now? Well, I mean, let's finish. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Well, we'll wrap it up and then we'll shove it in. Still scheduled for May 13th, 2016. Which is a Friday the 13th. Get it? <laughs> um, but don't hold your breath. Because that is... Because you will die. Yeah, that, that's about a year from now. And judging by how long they've been working on this, uh, I'd expect another push out. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. So. Um, When's the next Friday the 13th? Because it's going to be then. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so even though we fucking hate this, we'll continue to report on it. <laughs> Let's just accept that now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, Tony's looking at me with a dumb look because he doesn't know what, what I'm going to talk about right now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, MTV's Scream TV show. Oh, right. I know. Has, uh, they've reported in the past that it's not going to feature the ghost face mask. Mm. It's going to feature a new mask, which no one really knows what it is yet, but it's going to be fleshy. Yeah, more organic or something like that. or Yeah. And uh, now... According to a casting call that was stumbled across by, I believe, Dread Central, um, the show is going to be called Hush, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite of Scream. Right. <laughs> so you don't have Ghostface, and it's not called Scream, and the premise is not really Scream either. So how are you still calling this a screen-based TV show? Now, are we sure that the, sh- the show is going to be called Hush? It's not like an episode name or an episode title. The, the, uh, the casting call said Hush in quotation marks and then in parentheses, a.k.a. the Scream TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes me wonder if maybe that's like a working title. Um but they they already know like people already know what the show is. They yeah. know it's, it's presumably going to be called Scream. Well, and if it's good, if it's a working title, why would you put AKA the Scream TV yeah, show? I don't, I don't know. This is beyond me. I don't get it at all. Um, it, it's fucking MTV, man. They they just kind of take something and run with it, and it doesn't matter if it makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, like. Look at the the Teen Wolf TV show. Like I know you enjoy it, but it's still it's so far from the movies. Yeah, I mean like similar character names. He is a teenage werewolf. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he doesn't play basketball. He plays lacrosse, right? Mm-hmm. And he you said he works at a vet clinic or something. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the hardware store that he worked at in the movies. Yeah, he doesn't live with his dad, although his dad is around. Um, he lives with his mom, neither one of neither of whom are werewolves. So, yeah. It, yeah. Um, the official casting call says Hush, aka Scream TV series, is looking for actors, models, and talent to play high school students, teachers, and police. Filming will take place in Baton Rouge and will start in April through July. Man, 
Louisiana's just really drawing in things nowadays. Yeah. Like, I think um, Sleepy Hollow actually was filmed. Uh, first two seasons was filmed in uh, North Carolina, I believe. Um, they're moving to Louisiana. <laughs> they're pa- packing up production, moving in there for the next season. So, um, yeah, they must have some really kick-ass incentives. Or I guess. A lot of stuff's getting filmed there. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, this sh- the show is about a YouTube video going viral that soon leads to problems for the teenagers of Lakewood and serves as the catalyst for a murder that opens up a window to the town's troubled past. Not, not really scream. No. I guess, like, in a thinly veiled way, you could kind of tie it to it, but it's really... I think that that could maybe be a Scream sequel. Yeah. But for it to just be a TV show called, well, not... I guess not, not even called Scream, Scream anymore, yeah. I'm, it's like, I'd say that, the, again, like, I'd say we're just using the title to draw in characters, but they're not using the title. Yeah, so, so I don't know what like, the fuck they're doing anymore. They're not char- not drawing characters, drawing viewers. Yeah. Um, um, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I mean, the, there's speculation that they're trying to avoid confusion with Scream Queens. I don't think they're going to have problems with that. I, who knows? People are stupid. Oh, well, so is Fox, so I don't think Scream Queens is going to last very long. <laughs> I don't know. It's Ryan Murphy. Guy seems to not be able to do any wrong in some people's eyes. I guess. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean... We'll see, because it's really unpredictable, because people like stupid shows. <laughs> it's true. Um, but, I mean, if this is not a stupid show, then people might not like it. But, I mean, think, like, like something that just sticks out in my mind is that show Surviving Jack, mm-hmm. Chris Maloney. Mm-hmm. Um, see, that was developed and it originated from idea and an idea from the guy, same guy that does uh, shit. My dad says like, Oh really? Like the guy that actually ran the Twitter. I yeah. Think um, now you probably know that on CBS, they tried to have a series called shit. My dad says, or bleep, bleep my dad, my dad says. says. <laughs> um, and I don't think that even lasted a season. I don't think so. Um, but Surviving Jack was really good because, um, I mean, for me especially, because the dad was just like, like on key or on par with my dad. I remember you telling me this before. Like, it yeah, reminded me so much of my childhood. Um, even like the same time, you know, the same era because it took place in the early nineties. Mm. Um, obviously, I was younger than the character himself, but um, he, even my dad's. My dad himself said, oh, my God, I can't believe this. <laughs> it's like, I have to admit that, that is me. Um, anyway, uh, but back to my point, it's like that show got canceled after like 10 episodes or something like that. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. It's like, I couldn't think of a better way for, like, a way that show could be better and it got canceled. Um, but then shit like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and fucking the Mindy Project or those shows are stupid and they, they're <laughs> on multiple seasons now. Brooklyn Nine-Nine got fucking Emmys. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> or at least nominated. I'm pretty sure they actually won some. Huh. I've watched it. I mean, it's okay for a chuckle, but I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking. Exactly. So I, it's really unpredictable. I don't know what is going on at Fox, but... 
Um, I mean, we're not even on the same topic anymore. We're talking about Scream Queens now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with Hush or Scream or whatever it ends up being. Or whatever. If mumble or something. Mumble. <laughs> Grab your tennis shoes and your canoe and your old flat top guitar. Your fishing pole, your tent full of holes, and throw it in the back of the car. We're going camping. Are you ready for some camping? H.O. fans of 80s slashers, um, especially really low budget ones, are probably <coughs> excuse me uh, familiar with Sleepaway Camp. I actually first heard about this on Twitter from Cat uh, from the Horror Honeys. Oh yeah, who was just appalled at the very idea. Right, it, like people. This is like gospel to some people, and yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like I can watch it and enjoy it for what it is, but it's not one of those movies where it's like, oh, this is untouchable. Right. Um, so I mean, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell the people what we're talking about? Didn't I? I don't think so. Uh, Sleepaway Camp. I could swear I said that. I don't think you did, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So there were actually two sequels for that movie already. Um, Well, three, actually. Uh, There were two that were done by the same studio. Um, But then uh, Robert Hiltzik, uh, who was the original writer and director of, of, of the first movie... He basically ignored those sequels and made his own sequel. Right. Um, So now he's talking about making another sequel. Um, Or, no, sorry. He's talking about making a a remake slash reboot. um, Slash recalibration. (laughs) Slash retooling. Um, Yeah, making a a remake of his own movie. Yeah. he did an interview with Fangoria and said that a possible remake was on the horizon. Um, he said that he'd had past you know, plans in the past that had just not worked out. He said uh, there were several studios interested in remaking Sleepaway Camp, but they had their own vision for what that should be and in interest of protecting what worked about Sleepaway Camp, I decided to try and remake the film myself. But whether or not that will actually pan out is still in the air. Um... So, I mean, I, I don't know what path he's pursuing. I don't know if he's trying to hit up other studios or if he's going to go the crowdsourcing or crowdfunding route like so many directors are nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, for a long time, I always considered when, you know, well-known, well, moderately well-known people like like him go the crowdfunding route, I always thought it was kind of a cop-out. Like when Zach Braff got his movie funded through Indiegogo or Kickstarter, one of the two. Um, I thought, it's like, dude, you are such a well-known actor. I mean, you already had like one, two really popular movies. Like you couldn't get a studio on board to fund you. But then it's like after a couple of years, just seeing how Kickstarter and Indiegogo have progressed and who they've been funding. I mean, we've interviewed people with Kickstarter campaigns and, and uh, Indiegogo campaigns and um, it's like and how much we bitch about studios fucking it's up true. movies it's like I can really see I can understand why even these big name actors want 
would prefer to do the crowdfunding route because they can get the money from the people that want to see the movie mm-hmm. and they don't cre- have- create the movie they want to see. Yeah, they don't have to have they don't have to worry about a bunch of suits sticking their fingers in it. Right. I have notes. Right. Yeah, it's like I I need a scary stove. Yeah, I have a cousin that wants to be in it. <laughs> um so I've really come to terms that this is just kind of that's like that's how things are nowadays. My my only problem with it is when one of the perks is being in the movie. I don't think they should do that. Because for two reasons. One People usually get paid to be in movies. Yeah. And second, that's how you wind up with shitty actors in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you see um, a lot of them, they're like walk-on roles. That's fine. Being an extra, being a background character, that's fine. I'm That's perfectly okay with me. But like I know like Super Troopers 2, one of the perks was having a speaking role in the movie. Right. But you think it's, it's one line, and they actually specifically say that you get one line. Sure. Um, so I mean, if you would like, you like fries with that, sir? <laughs> Looking at the camera, um, fucking Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I mean, like like I was saying, that's that's I think it's just kind of the the nature of the film industry now. It's like if you want to get a movie that you want to see made without, like you said, studios putting their fingers in it, then this is how it's got to be done. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if this is what uh, Hiltzik might try to do. It's not a bad idea. No, not at all. Um, Especially because, like you said, there are people who fucking love this. This is their this is their swan song. Yeah. So, I mean, there would be support for it. Yeah, I mean, especially you've got the original writer and director. I mean, same person, but same writer and director <laughs> wanting to remake it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically putting a block on studios because they don't want to make the movie that he wants to make so it's like if you're going to put faith in anybody it should probably be him yeah um but uh he went on to say that uh he does have an idea for a sequel to his sequel which was return to sleepaway camp uh should the remake idea fall through um like i said uh return to sleepaway camp basically retconned the original sequels made by the original studio uh, and he doesn't consider them part of the franchise at all. Uh, he said, uh, I, will, I will say there's another story out there for Sleepaway Camp that follows Return to Sleepaway Camp. I ended that movie in a way that didn't close up the series for a reason. I actually may have some news on a third Sleepaway Camp film soon, so keep an eye out for that. So, um, it, it seems interesting to me that he seems to prefer the remake route, but yeah. yet he says he may have plans on or news on this soon. Right. Well, I mean, I, if I had to guess, it might be because he, like, doesn't want to keep dragging back, like, you know, Angela. Um, and, you know, because obviously she's, she's getting older. And, like, maybe with a, with a remake, they could start with fresh, you know, teenagers at a sleepover sure. camp. And they just basically start start over, start from scratch. Um so that would be my guess why he preferred remake. Right. No, I just I'd find it interesting that he seems to prefer that, and yet he has news forthcoming on this other story instead. Right. Yeah. Um, so um, we'll see how that pans out. I mean, if he does launch some kind of uh, uh, crowdfunding campaign, we'll be sure to let you know about it. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. 
in case you missed last episode, we have a new segment that we call Remains. Yeah. This, these are just kind of quick hitter news bits that we felt deserved to be mentioned, but didn't necessarily need a conversation. Right. So first off, Let the Right One In is being uh, converted into a television series. This is based on the 2008 Swedish movie of the same name and not the American remake, which was called Let Me In. Uh, this will be on A&E, who beat out Showtime in a bidding war. It'll be about a teen boy and a young female vampire who live in secrecy with her mysterious garden. Guardian. What did I say? Garden. Oh. <laughs> it, it could be a garden. You don't know. Sounds sexual when you say it like that. <laughs> Come visit my mysterious garden. My lady garden. Um... The Disciples, which is a TV show acquired by Universal Cable Productions, uh, is based on a comic by Stephen, Steve Niles, who was obviously the creator of 30 Days of Night. Uh, it's described as a ghost story set in space. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, and it will be executive produced by Wes Craven. So that's it's got a little bit of clout behind it. Yeah, no word yet on what what station that'll be on, but Universal owns like you know a handful of different channels. We think maybe it'd have to be like NBC or Sci-Fi or USA, right? One of those channels. So, yeah, uh, Predator has been confirmed as a downloadable character in Mortal Kombat X. Woo! He will join Jason Voorhees along with new Mortal Kombat characters Tanya and Tremor. Right. Um, yeah. Along with that, it's got a pretty kick-ass... Um, they, they call it the Combat Pack. It's just a handful of different characters and different skins for ex- existing characters. They've got the Ultimate Horror Pack where you get where you get Jason. And then you get horror skins for a, a Vampiris Melina, a Kraken Reptile... And a feral Ermac. How do you have a Kraken reptile? I don't know. This Kraken's fucking enormous. Take up the whole screen. I imagine it probably turn, basically turn reptile into like a squid type thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, then you got the classic pack number one, where you get the, the character Tanya. And then you get classic skins for Kano, Sonya, and Liu Kang. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Liu Kang is going to be in the game. <laughs> I Apparently NetherRealms totally fucked themselves because they were trying to keep that a secret. But then they revealed the press release for this, and it like said, "Oh well, Liu Kang's <laughs> going to be in the game." It's like, "Oh, way to go, fuckheads!" <laughs> um, then they got the Predator slash Prey pack with the player play, yeah, playable character Predator uh, with Predator themed skins as Commando Johnny, Johnny Cage, Infrared Scorpion. That's Johnny Cage with no underwear, right? <laughs> uh, and Carl Weathers as Jax. Yes. <laughs> Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, and then uh, you got the classic pack number two, which uh, contains the character Tremor. And you've got classic skins for Quan Chi, Jax, and Kung Lao. You say Quan Di? Yes. Quan me, Quan you, Quan Di. Um, Is that it? Yeah, I think you'll be able to buy those individual packs separately, but if you want to buy all of them together, it's going to run you 30 bucks. So. so Oculus is being remade. Yes. In India. <laughs> the Bollywood remake will be titled Zahak, and it will be directed by Prawal Raman. 
It will star Huma Qureshi, who I googled, and she is mighty mighty good looking. Yeah, and uh, Saqib Salim. Well, so if right. if you're in India, look out for that. Especially Huma Qureshi, apparently. Yeah. Uh, American Horror Story Hotel has done some more casting. Uh, Ryan Murphy announced on Twitter that um, American Horror Story Asylum alumnist uh, Chloe Savini will be joining the cast. Uh, obviously, she played Shelley. Uh, I believe she was one of the um, patients in yes. Asylum. Um, she's joining Lady Gaga. I still can't get over that. Uh, Matt Bomber. Um, Cheyenne Jackson and Wes Bentley all joining the cast of uh, Hotel. Um, also, Jessica Lange conf- like made a def- definitive, definitive confirmation that she is not returning to the show. Yeah, did you happen to see the interview with her where they asked her about Lady Gaga? No. She rolled her eyes and then laughed maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's really the only thing you can do if you don't like a person. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in a story that was originally brought to our attention by a friend of the show, Max Zaleski, Gene Simmons of KISS and WWE Studios are teaming up to form Erebus, er- Erebus? Sure. Well, Erebus Pictures, a new horror label. It is a three-picture deal, with the first film being Temple, which is a horror adaptation of children's show Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh my god. No, that's not true. Okay. April Fools. I fucking wish that was true. It'd be awesome. <laughs> no, Temple is actually written by Matt Savaloni and will follow a team of highly trained operatives who find themselves trapped inside an isolated military compound after its artificial intelligence is suddenly shut down. While investigating the source of the malfunction, the crew begins to experience strange and horrific phenomena as they attempt to uncover who or what killed the team previously stationed on the compound. So it's Event Horizon? Mm, yeah, but not in space. So it's, yeah, okay. It's Event Horizon, not in space. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Brad Miska, who runs BloodyDisgusting.com, has guaranteed that this movie will be awful. And if it is not, he will print out the article and eat it on film. Uh, okay. I, I can't really argue with him, though. I don't see any good coming out of this. Oh, God, no. This is going to be terrible. I mean,. <laughs> WWE You're no. taking two bad things and trying to make them good. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm just going to leave that alone. I'm, again, I'll just go <laughs> off on a tangent. Um and our last bit of remains um our, our remaining remains, yep. if you will. Um <laughs> and the most disappointing news to come about uh, the uh, the the Walking Dead spin-off. Um, the official title has been revealed by Robert, uh, Robert Kirkman on his Twitter. Uh, as we feared, <laughs> the show is being called Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. And that's it for horror business. <laughs> so, uh, um, so we we're supposed to have an interview here, but like I said, that didn't happen. <laughs> Um, or anything else before we? Do? Uh, I guess let's just jump into some reviews. All right.
Um, what do you want to start with? Um, I think most people probably want to hear about It Follows, so let's start with Muck. Okay. There's no place like home. 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 I get no sleep in the evening. We're stuck in this bloody house. I get no sleep with no phone. Day. No weapons. And you know damn well that as soon as you say everything's fine, we're f- <laughs> Do something! Do something! Do something out! I have my wallet and I have my keys and I got a bunch of internal bleeding. You're bleeding everywhere. Hi, so it's not so internal. Like this shovel. It's an horror movie. There are five with way too many of us left. Textbook, dude. You're a goner. Everyone dies in the mock. The lucky ones are already dead. So, muck. Um, what do I say about muck? <laughs> Uh, okay, so it, it... Okay, so Muck is a movie from this year um, directed and written by Steve Walsh. <coughs> uh, starring Kane Hodder briefly. <laughs> As a character named Grossom Crudel. Apparently. Oh yeah, although you never hear that mentioned anywhere in the movie yeah Uh, okay um let's just get through the synopsis and then we'll get to our thoughts okay so you start out with this group of characters um one is in her underwear for some reason now this keep in mind yeah this is this this is the second story in an oncoming trilogy right so for some reason they chose to start in the middle um, yeah. So that means that you watch the first movie. When the first movie comes out, you'll know what is going to happen after the movie ends. And then when you watch the third movie, you, well, the third movie is really going to be the only one worth watching, I guess. No, probably not. <laughs> um, okay. the, the thing is, like, I this feels like the second movie of a trilogy. Yes, it does. So it makes no fucking sense why they started yeah. with this. Okay, so you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm just going to read the plot directly from Wikipedia because the movie didn't make any sense to me. Okay. <laughs> That's fine with me. Uh, after narrowly... Oh, Jesus, if I can actually read. Um, after like narrowly... I said, we're pretty dumb. Yeah. Well, it's like I can read it, but I have to make the... I have to make the words come to my <laughs> mouth. Um... Uh, after narrowly escaping an ancient burial ground, apparently. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, long forgotten and buried underneath the marshes of Cape Cod, a group of friends emerges from the thick, swampy darkness, tattered and bloody, lucky to be alive. They have already lost two of their friends, apparently, uh, in the marsh. Well, they do say that. 
Right, but you never see them. True. During the opening credits, you see some chick, like, walking, not even walking around the marsh. She, like, seems to be walking in a circle in, a, in about a 10-foot diameter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and she's in her underwear and topless. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to assume maybe the other one's dead. Um, so they stumble upon an empty vacation house and break in to take shelter. Whatever was in the marsh is still after them, and soon after one of them goes for help, the rest of them, the rest of the group learns that the evil in the marsh is not the only thing that wants them dead. Something worse, something more savage, was lying in wait inside that house. What happens next is unspeakable horror that cannot be unseen. These lucky and unlucky travelers spend their St. Patrick's Day trapped between two evils, forcing them to fight, die, or go back the way they came. Um... Yeah. Seems like a pretty obvious choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Although, I guess, apparently, whatever was back the way they came was just as bad. Right. Although we don't Worse know what that was, because this is the second movie in a trilogy. Right. Um, okay, so... Is that it? Did you go all the way through it? Yeah. Okay. So these, these things that are after them, they refer to them as creepers... They look like a family of Voldemorts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One of them is Kane Hodder. Yep. Uh, though you wouldn't know it. I mean, you, you could. You can see in his face. Yeah, if you. Well, no, honestly, I couldn't. Really? The only reason I could tell that he was. That that was him was because he was bigger than the rest of them. Oh, I could tell in his face. Um, His bald cap kept coming up. Did it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. Every time they showed him from behind, you could see this bald cap kind of kept wrinkling up and bunching up, and it was like, oh, that's oh. good. Mm-hmm. Not, like, actually coming up where you could see his hair sticking out or anything, but you mm-hmm. could... It was pretty obvious it was a bald cap. <laughs> um, wow. This movie just... I'm going to say it. It's a little insulting. Yeah. Um, see, <clears throat> I'm just going to lay this on the table. Um I like a movie with some gratuitous nudity. Mm-hmm. I think anybody that isn't um, a prude <laughs> does. Well, guys, most women probably don't. Guys, most of the time do. Um, but this was just over the top. It's like they were supplementing a story with nudity. Yeah, I actually I, I took notes this time. Oh, did you? And uh, I mean, some. Just the main points I didn't want to forget to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I have in my notes, even for a horror movie, the nu- the nudity is gratuitous. Yeah. Um, there were parts... I have seen porn with less, just, like, seemingly build-up. Like, there's a shower scene that lasts, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just this chick showering, and, and then there's music playing. That's yeah, it. It looks like something you'd see on, like, Skinamax. Yeah, it looks like I kept waiting for like someone to come in and start banging her. Yeah. It looks like it's the beginning half of a porno. And there's one part where this chick, she gets attacked by these creepers. Um, they hold her down and start ripping off her clothes. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, maybe they're going to like rape her or something for some ritualistic purpose or whatever. No. If they do, they don't. Yeah, they don't show no. it. Um, they just strip her naked. Like, completely. Yeah. And throw her out the window. There's another scene where a girl is in the bathroom of a bar 
trying on different underwear. Right. And that's actually Jacqueline Swedberg, who is the 2012 Playmate of the Year. And that scene goes on forever, too. Yeah. And apparently this girl just carries around, like, 12 different changes of underwear in her purse. Yeah, I don't know if that's a common thing girls do on dates, but... I don't think so. I, th- I think even... And what gets me is she's she's in the bathroom trying on different pairs of underwear for, you know, in, in the movie. It's probably a good five minutes, if not more. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out and the guy's like, oh, that was fast. Yeah. But no, it wasn't. Well, he was drunk. That's true. you are constantly reminded of because he keeps telling you. Yeah. Um, his name is Troit. Troit? Yeah. That's a name? That's that's his name. It's like Detroit without the D. Ugh. Okay. The guy has no D. <laughs> um, but they also called him Davison a couple times. Last name, maybe. I, I assume so. Um, yeah. But another thing that was, like, really starting to throw me off and kind of getting irritating was the overlaps in, in time. Oh yeah, uh, like you'd you'd follow a character into a different scene, and then they jump back. Like, okay, you follow a character into another scene, and then you go to a different character in a different scene, and then they basically reconnect with another character, and you'd find out that these scenes happened at the same time. Right. So I mean, which sometimes can can work. Sometimes, but not this time. No, this this is not one of those times. Um, and I don't know. I mean, there's like I I said I find it insulting mainly because they they bill it as being a horror movie for horror fans, mm-hmm. and it's basically like they just went, well, all horror fans want is boobs and blood, so that's right. all we're gonna make our movie. It's like, yeah, no. We're not retarded. Yeah. And there is, you know, ironically enough, uh, like the main chicks in the movie, the ones that actually are on screen for more than like two minutes, um, the two that you'd expect to see nudity from are the two that you don't. (laughs) Isn't that always how it goes? Huh? It's not always how it goes. Not, not really. No, I mean there, there's a girl that she's in her underwear for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got like she's she's in her bra, bra, panties, and a pair of galoshes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, then there's Jacqueline Swedberg. And actually, I should correct myself. If you ever see a movie with a playmate playmate in it, do not expect to see any nudity from her. Yeah, that's usually true. Yep. That's something I've come to learn over my many years of watching low-budget movies with Playmate, Playboy Playmates in it. Um, but yeah, like I, like I was saying, you know, they, the whole movie is basically just boobs and blood, and the, the story is basically non-existent, mm-hmm. and they they bill it as being for horror fans. I'm just like, you know, I, I like horror, but I also like story t- in my horror. Yeah, and that, that's that's the thing. It's like there was zero story to this. It didn't make any sense no <laughs> it's like I mean granted this is a, the second movie in a trilogy or this I guess the part two of a trilogy but it seemed like it should have been the second act in a movie yes that's the perfect way to say it yeah uh, because it, it felt like it just kind of starts right mm-hmm. in the middle and then the end is just so stupid 
Yeah. I mean, in the sequel, the, the idea behind a sequel, whether or not it's just a, a, a duology or a trilogy, um, you need to create a movie that you can watch on its own. One that makes sense as a standalone movie. Like, you think about all the classic trilogies, uh, Back to the Future 2. You don't need to have watched the first movie to know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, granted, they do a certain degree of recapping in, like, the first five minutes or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can watch that movie on its own and not necessarily need to see Back to the Future or Back to the Future 3. You can just watch that on its own. That is, like, a good middle movie. This did not do that because, like I said, it's, it was almost like it was designed as the second act in a movie, but didn't have anything connecting it to the other two. And it's like, that's the problem with releasing the second part of your, of your three-part story first, because you can't, if you, if you don't want to spoil the first movie or spoil the next movie, then you can't really say much, but then that leaves you with no story. Which is exactly where this movie is. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. <laughs> um, another thing about them being, you know, it being four horror fans. Like, I love a good homage. But the name of the town is West Craven. I think it's West Craven, isn't it? I don't know. But either way. Regardless, yeah. Give I, me a fucking break. I, I and look, they say it like 20 times. Yeah. Like, they really want to make sure you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised um, they didn't like look in the camera and go, get it? <laughs> right? Wink. Um I uh yeah, I, I actually looked it up because I I wasn't sure if that was a real town or not. Oh. It's definitely not. Like I looked up West Craven uh Massachusetts, West Craven, Cape Cod, nothing. <laughs> not a real place. <laughs> um so yeah, there's definitely some very poorly executed mo- Homage. Um, Another thing I found very annoying is like this: the, the studio that put this out is called With an O, and there are different signs, like in the bar. There's a sign that says "Everything's better with an O," and the bartender is wearing a With an O shirt. <laughs> Plus, there's a drink called like the Dirty Walsh or something like that, and like you said, the writer and director is named uh, what was it, Stephen Walsh. Um, yeah. Steve Walsh, yeah. Um, so it's like, come on. Let's quit patting yourself on the back. Yeah, this movie had... It was deceptive because it was a very clearly... Like... It had the the story, the acting caliber, and the camera work of a very low-budget movie. Mm-hmm. But its production value exceeded that. It was actually filmed in 4K. That's right, yeah. Or was it post-converted? No. No, I think it was filmed in 4K. That's right, yeah, The first yeah. horror movie filmed in 4K. It was a big selling point for them. Yeah. Um, it looks good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, aside from the really shitty camera work. Yeah. I mean, like, like shots that were just, like, too close to people's faces, and, like, they didn't frame the shot right, and it's like, I'm not a cinematographer, but I know... When a sh- when a shot is framed, I know what I like. Yeah, it's like I know when something doesn't look right. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm not entirely certain on this, but I think that all of the guys in this movie are stuntmen. Really? I think. I, I I'm not entirely certain on that. Hmm. But I I believe they are, and then the the women are. There's there's a couple Playboy playmates in this. Oh, is there? Yeah, like she was the only one that was playmate of the year, but I'm pretty sure there was several Playboy playmates in this, hmm. and um, it shows the fact that these are stuntmen and Playboy playmates. Oh, and yeah, yeah, not professional actors. Okay, apparently I'm wrong because I'm looking under um. Lachlan Buchanan, the guy who played Troit, and I don't see any any credits as under stunts. But another thing about this movie that's really bad is the soundtrack. Uh, I, honestly, I don't even remember what it was. Just just all the music was just bad. Okay, well, it was just bad music, and it just it was it was bad, and they should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just. I don't, I don't know why anybody would watch this. Like, if you if you're hearing us talk about it now, and this is not deterring you from watching it, like ever, then clearly we're just not doing our jobs. Yeah, I can't say that I would recommend this to anyone. No. Um, positives: there is no CGI. Right. Um, and some of some of the kill effects are pretty good. Yeah, I did like when he he dragged the girl up the stairs by the by an axe. Right, <laughs> that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so some of the but that was another part where there was just sorry to cut you off, but like that was another part where there was just unnecessary nudity. She was like wrapped up in a towel when he just like swung yeah. the axe into her chest, and then he drags her up the stairs and like the towel like comes down just right under one tit. So you just got one of her tits just hanging one out. one titty out. Yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, she's dragging her you know, stair by stair. And so, you know, just get like a jiggle every stair. It's like, why? Why? Yeah. Why does, why does that need to happen? It's like, like, like we said before, like, I I like boobs just sure. as much as the next guy. Yeah, I can appreciate the effort, but but no. <laughs> yeah, but there's got to be something more to it than that. Yeah. In my movies. Um, it's like, I mean, the the, the girls in this like top notch like thank you for your for your service <laughs> but <laughs> um especially uh the the girl that got thrown out of the window i don't remember her name stephanie danielson kylie was the character right which was chad's girlfriend right oh, uh, uh, chad right right yeah um pretty sure they're all named chad yep probably I, i'm pretty sure they were i don't know i was paying attention um yeah she was pretty well put together and uh, i appreciated that mm-hmm. i think i think hers were real oh they definitely were the others not so much no especially not uh, i don't know there's this <laughs> uh what was Ch- chad goes into a bar mm-hmm. like he like like that's his that's where he goes to try to get help. And, um, you know, there are people, there are things out to kill his friends. He, he and his friends, um, the creepers. Yeah. And he, 
go, runs to a bar to get help and takes the time to have a drink with some chick that's trying to bang him. Like, in the, the five minutes that he was in there, some chick's, like, trying to bang him. She, yeah, and that, that character, who, uh, again, not mentioned at any point in the movie, but the character's name is Victoria Cougar. All right. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, she wasn't, she wasn't that old. Well, she was older than him. Was she? I think so. No. I mean, I, I didn't get that. It looked like she'd had a lot of work done. Well, yes. Um, Most definitely. Anyways. On to your point. Fake tits. Like, very fake. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> um, like, painfully fake. Like, the ones where you can, like, see, like, ripples in their boobs because right. they're just stretched too tightly. Um, but, anyway. So, yeah, it's like, it's not to say that to a certain extent that nudity wasn't appreciated, but... To like, a certain extent being the key phrase. Yeah. Because it's just over the top and just it's like I like boobs in my horror movie but I don't watch the horror movie for the boobs mm -hmm. and there's there's just too much and it doesn't fit with the story it's out of context it's just and you know it's funny it's just like randomly spliced scenes from a porno movie mixed into a horror movie yeah yeah and like like this chick with the really fake boobs like she drags this other chick into the bathroom because she sees... What's, what was the guy's actual name? Um, Noah? Yeah. No, that wasn't... Him. Yeah, that's him. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, then Noah, he he goes in this bar. She sees him walk in, even though he's, like, covered in blood. Like, he's got blood just all over the front of his shirt. Yeah. Plus, he's dripping sweat. Yeah. He's covered in dirt. Uh, she doesn't see these as obstacles um, or concerns. So she drags her friend into the bathroom and makes her change clothes with her because she's wearing, like, a T-shirt and some cut-off jean shorts, and her friend is wearing, like, this glittery dress. Um, yeah, so it's just things like that. It's like, why does this need to happen? How is this progressing the story at all? Yeah. It was just an excuse to make them take their clothes off. Right. Um, anyway. I remember, like, I was watching it when... Or, actually, it had just ended when my wife got home from work. And she's like, what is this? I'm like, uh, it's called muck. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, did it have boobs in it? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yes. Was like, and she just... She did not a fan of that she does not <laughs> like me watching movies with nudity in it I, I think I've said this before but it, it seems like no matter what I'm watching when my girlfriend comes home I always get the same reaction what are you watching <laughs> I could be watching fucking The Simpsons and sh she would give me that reaction <laughs> this one it would have been justified right um, yeah I'm just like or she, she says uh, just like did it have a lot of boobs in it I'm like yeah like too many too many boobs <laughs> but of course she ignored the fact that I said that and she's like I don't like it when you watch movies with boobs in it and it's like I I'm sorry I'll, I'll, I'll tell them not to put boobs in the next movie <laughs> um anyway um and then the end is just completely disjointed but it's like okay here's how the next movie's gonna start right yeah and Oh, God. 
it's, it's, it sets up obviously the the third movie. The third movie's probably not going to be next, so we're going to forget how this movie ends. No, the first one is next. I already looked. Of course. It's called Muck, the Feast of St. Patrick. Right. Okay, I already knew about that. Um, uh, okay. I don't I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I, let's wrap it up. Uh, what's your rating? Uh, I can't give it a one, because as bad as the story would be if there was one... Um, there, like I said, there's still good visuals in it. Um, so I'll go two and a half. All right, yeah, I'm kind of the same uh, inclination. It's like I can't, I can't give it a one because the action and like certain fight scenes were pretty good. They're choreographed fairly well, I think. Um. I did like the one part where um, uh, Troy like, <laughs> just like backhand shovels one of those creepers <laughs> in the face, um, and uh, yeah, the the effects them being practical were pretty good, and um, you know this uh, like I said the story was non-existent, but those things, and then you know like I said to a certain extent some of the nudity was nice mm-hmm. to a, to a point when it just became excessive and ridiculous. Yeah, and it, like every time they caught one of the girls, they had to rip their clothes off for right. no explain, explain, explainable reason. Right. Um, but once that became... Before that came ridiculous, it was appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I guess I'll give a point for each of those things and say three. <laughs> All right. Um, but... Uh, Honestly, unless you don't mind a movie having absolutely no story and you really just want to watch like an hour and a half of, of boobs, um, first I'd like say... Like boobs, boobs and people dying. Yeah. Um, I guess this would be better than a snuff film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but really, just, just watch something else. Don't I, I don't recommend this at all. Don't pay money for it. If somebody will like loan it to you, or you can watch it for free somewhere, do that. But don't pay money for this. I also don't like the way that they handled their promotions, because our Twitter feed was Dread Central. Check out Muck on Amazon.com. John Squires. Check out Muck on Amazon.com. <laughs> Bloody disgusting. Check out Muck on. I even posted a tweet. And I was like, once Muck includes us in their spammy tweets, I'll know we have truly made it. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So yeah, three, and that's it. Don't don't see this. Are we gonna see the Feast of Saint Patrick? Do we have to? I don't know. We might. We'll see what else comes out around that time if we can All find right. something else. Uh, moving on to our next movie, it's also a brand new movie. Just hit twelve hundred theaters on Friday, expanding from four. <laughs> it's called It Follows. We used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy. Just having some sort of freedom, I guess. Jay, I'm sorry. You're not going to believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. 
This thing. It's gonna follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. All you can do is pass it along to someone else. What exactly is supposed to be following you? I don't know. Just pass it along. You believe me, right? Nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> See, everything's okay. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> if it kills her, it goes straight down the line whoever started it. Gonna be here sooner or later. Now I think that's got to be some kind of record, right? What going from four theaters to twelve hundred? Yeah, I mean this this movie was supposed to go like almost immediately, immediately to VOD. Yeah, it was supposed to come out on on VOD on Friday. Yeah, and like this is actually something I wouldn't have known had it not been for was either Joe Lynch or Adam Green on the movie podcast talking about. I guess it must have been Green. Um, in order for you to get a VOD release on your film, you have to show it in theaters. Um, it has to be showing in a certain number of theaters simultaneously. Um. And that's how he and, and that that's how he got digging up marrow on VOD. Hmm. I you didn't catch that. He's talked about it a few times. I know. I must have missed that because it seems like there's so many movies that come straight to VOD. But I guess maybe I just don't hear about the theater releases. I, I yeah. I I don't know. I don't know the accuracy of that. It doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. Anyway, so I I wonder if that was maybe the case, and like they were just doing the bare minimum so they could do VOD. But then it was so anticipated, like you know, so many people wanted to see it. That that's mm-hmm. why they expanded it so drastically. Because well, the expansion like just happened. They they were still talking about going to VOD as of last week, mm-hmm. and then um, you know people demanded it, and it, they they delivered. Right. So, anyways, it follows is about a girl named Jamie. Who do they ever say how old she is? Um. She, they they don't. Uh, I have to assume that she's probably like twenty, twenty one. The guy she goes out with, they say he's twenty one. Yeah, I have to presume so, she's close in age to him. So I, I, it appears that she's in college. I don't think she's in high school anymore. Um, yeah, that was the impression I got. Yeah. So she's played by Micah Monroe. Um, now and- I want to comment on something. Right off the bat here. Okay. You told me that, was it Killer POV, said that she got naked? Well, they said there was nudity. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. Not that I was upset about it. It was just something I noticed that you had told me, and I considered you a liar. Well, like, I knew there was sex in it, and they said there was nudity, so I thought I was putting two and two together. Mm. But apparently I got five. (laughs) So, Jamie... You got five on it. I got five on it. 
Jamie goes on a date with a guy named Hugh. Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's probably not his last name. Probably not. It does, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they name him that? Well, it's not his real name. <laughs> okay. You got me there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but um, she goes on a date with this guy, and they uh, they bang, 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 bang. I've uh, done that several times in the last week. And my wife fucking hates it. <laughs> <laughs> she she doesn't like when I use the word bang. <laughs> Like it drives her up a wall. Like I could see her, like like visually see her getting upset <laughs> every time I say it, especially multiple times in one night. She's but, no fun. Huh? She's no fun. <laughs> but so they bang, and then Hugh tells her, and this this is not a spoiler. This is all basic stuff that's more or less in the trailer. Um, by the way, I watched the trailer last night after we went and saw this. Mm-hmm. After you've, when you know what it is, the, the trailer gives away a lot. Yeah. But it's like, if you haven't seen the movie, you might not know that. Yeah. Um, this movie, to watch the trailer, you, like you said, once you know the story, yeah, it does appear to reveal a lot. But when you don't really know what it's about, like, I went into this almost completely blind. Same here. Um, I, I avoided hearing anything about it because I, I wanted to go into it not knowing anything. Yeah. Um, so it's like I could watch the trailer and really have no fucking clue what's even happening. Right. Um, but, I mean, now it all makes sense. And so it does seem like a lot of spoilers, but it, when you don't know anything, it doesn't really give anything away. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so he tells her that she is now has something that's going to follow her because that's what it does. It follows. Ah, ah. <laughs> and whatever it is, it just appears in the form of a person. Yeah. And it, it changes figures. Right. And it, it's just always following her, but it's always walking. Mm-hmm. So he, he tells her, you know, you can drive and buy yourself some time, but it's it's still going to keep coming for you. Yeah. And it, it it appears that it always knows where you are. Yeah. It's really just it it's really just a matter of how far you can get away and the time it takes to walk there. Yeah. It's kind of like like a zombie that only focuses on one person. Right. Cuz it seemingly never stops. It doesn't, you know, take a nap. It doesn't go to bed. It doesn't need a drink of water. Mm-hmm. It just follows. Right. So, I'm just thinking of how much I can say here. Um most of the movie is her just trying to figure out what's going on. How to stop it. And how to stop it. And how to get far enough away that she can, you know, have time to think of a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a group of friends, uh, including her sister, mm-hmm. that she's somehow managed to convince that this is actually going on because that that's another point it's like only she or other people that it has followed can see right. it um it does seem to have actually like a corporeal form it just it can't be seen by others because there is a part where actually a couple different parts it revealed like if you were to reach out you could touch it you right just, you just can't see it right true um 
but uh, I think once that that first instance happens, that's when they kind of believe her. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she's got like kind of a support team of people that actually believe that, you know, believe what she's saying, right? Um, and it's also kind of it, it works down a chain. Or I don't know. I don't know if you're you're getting to this or not, but. I I had I was trying to think if I could say that without it being a spoiler. Uh, I don't think it is. Okay, go for it. I mean, it's kind of just part of the story. I think uh, it basically works down a chain of, of of people that it has followed. So it's it's passed on through sex. It's an STD, right? A sexually transmitted demon. Yeah. <laughs> um. And you know, the last person to receive it. It followed. <laughs> Last person to get it. Um, it. It follows them and will kill them if it actually touches them. Um, but then it works back down the, the, the chain. Does it just need to touch them? That's what Hugh said. Right. But at one point it touches her. Well, it touched her. Here, it touched her ankle. That's right, and it well it gave her pretty what appeared to be a pretty nasty burn. And this is true, but it didn't kill her. Right. Uh. Yeah, I mean, there was one point where it appeared that death came from screwing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I won't delve into that too much because that is a spoiler. But. My my question, and here's how my immature brain works. <laughs> Do you have to come? <laughs> like, did did you finish? Because I think a lot of guys would be fucked. Like they'd be just stuck with it. Because if they can't get a girl to finish, or wait, are you saying you have to, or the other person does? Mostly just the guy, right? <laughs> but like, if if the guy has it and he's trying to pass it on, like, does he have to nut to? Does it does it come out with the e jack? <laughs> and if that's the case, what if it goes in her face <laughs> or her hair or on her chest, on her chest or stomach area <laughs> or back? Yeah, like is are they is is she still is she safe then? Is that okay? Yeah, I wonder I wonder if anybody had ever thought of that. Just pull out <laughs> <laughs> or wear a condom. Or jerk off. <laughs> well, it appeared that Hugh was actually doing that pretty regularly. Because they. F- oh right, right, and, right. Know, they find his dirty magazines. It's dirty magazines. Um. Yeah. So. I forgot what I was going to say. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I, Take you off track with my whole EJAC conversation. <laughs> yeah, you got me all hot and bothered. <laughs> um. So yeah, so like Tony was saying, it, it gets passed down by sex, but it's it's a chain. So just because you get rid of it doesn't mean you're safe, right? Um, That's where I was going with it. Yeah. And anyone who has had it can still see it, mm-hmm. and if it kills the person who it's currently following, it just goes right back to who it was following before. Yeah. So you're never truly safe from it. Kind of like herpes. Or, yeah. 
just just flares back up every once in a while. <laughs> I, th- I think of it more like like syphilis. Is it like, uh, you know, you get it from sex, and then it fucks with your head. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we don't want to give away the ending. So I guess that sounds good. Let's stop, right? More or less. <laughs> All right, sure. I, I think we we covered the the story. Sure. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, there, her friend Paul looks like a real life Doug Funny. I said that to you <laughs> last night. You know, I was trying to think of why I recognize that guy, did, but it, like, did you ever watch the United States of Terra? No. Oh, okay. He played the, the the son on that, and that's that's why I recognized him. Oh. <clears throat> but he's he's a little goofy looking. He's a little, a little goofy guy. But he's he's got like the nose that kind of goes. It's kind of round on the end, and that just made me think of Doug Funny. Hmm. So this this movie was. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, the guy that played Hugh or Jeff that was his name. I think so. Um, he was in Zombievers. That was him. I, yeah, he he played the blonde haired Chad guy from Zombievers. If if you actually saw that. Um, but I, like I mentioned to you that in the theater, or asked you, and you said he wasn't. I didn't think it was, but. Because you're a fool. Apparently. So this movie was pretty highly hyped up. Yeah. Um, like we said, it went from four theaters to 1,200 just by popular demand. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are raving about it as the, the best film of 2015 already, the scariest film of 2015 already. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I thought it was pretty pretty good. Um. I don't anticipate that it's going to be the best film of 2015, the best, or even the best horror film. I really doubt that. Um, but all in all, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was, it was creepy. Um, I mean, I, I can't call it scary because, I mean, like, fucking host on a horror podcast. <laughs> I don't get scared by things. You're a little dead inside. Sure, yeah. I mean, like, Things that scare me are like fucking getting T-boned in an intersection or like getting cancer. Those are things that scare me. <laughs> a fucking guy jumping out of a closet? No. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, but yeah, all, all in all, this is pretty good. It had a, um, an interesting story, something I something it seemed like I hadn't really seen before. Yeah, like we've seen kind of similar things, yeah. but not really exactly like this. Um, I liked that it had a very old school feel to it. Yeah, that's something I was going to mention. It like the all, the whole cinematography of it and the soundtrack too. Soundtrack feels especially. very very eighties, which is a compliment because eighties are the fucking golden era of horror. Right. I mean, if if Friday the Thirteenth, the people dealing with that need to take a lesson from this movie. If mm-hmm. they can capture that feel, I mean, because obviously this was still you know modern times. Um, I mean, at times it was a little hard to tell because it took place in Detroit and Detroit's <laughs> a shithole. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, uh, it just took place in modern times, but it really ha- captured that, that 80s feel. Um, it almost made you feel like it was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so if Friday the 13th can capture that same feel, then they'll it's money. I mean, that's that's exactly what they need to go for. Um, but yeah, the cinematography and the soundtrack really gave it that edge. Um, 
and I really liked that about it. Um, so uh, I guess all in all, uh, I had a good time. I would definitely recommend it. Don't give it a number yet because I got some stuff to say. Okay. I got some stuff I want to <laughs> say. Are you done? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I thought it was pretty damn fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm not really surprised because I'm more into the creepy stuff where you're a little more action. I don't know if action is the right word, but like a little more substance. Um, yeah. But like you said, it is extremely creepy. Mm-hmm. I I personally don't see anything else on the calendar that I think is going to beat this. I mean, I would love to be proven wrong because the more good movies I watch, the happier I am. Sure. I don't I don't like watching shitty movies. I don't like watching things like Muck. But yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I and I I'm so happy that this got so hyped up because most of the movies that get hyped up are fucking Zombie Land and mm-hmm. you know things that are. A, they're horror, but they're also cheesy and they're fun and they're, you know, now, more not really geared towards horror fans. Where this this is old school American horror. Sorry, Adam Green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have you have to qualify being hyped up because this is hyped up on a smaller scale. This is true. Yeah, you, know, you compare it to like Zombieland, where that was, that that definitely was a much grander scale. Yeah. But I mean, this is hyped up by. You know genre sites specifically, mm-hmm. and but I mean, you know, you've got people who want to see it, and this this is the kind of movie that I like to see get that kind of recognition. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's got like n- nothing to do with the story or anything, but it has kind of an Exorcist feel, just in like the cinematography and sure the pacing. As I would say, is somewhat similar to the Exorcist. The Exorcist yeah. builds up a little more towards the end. But I think the pacing is great in this movie. It does a great job of building suspense. Mm-hmm. My my only qualms with it, um, I have three. My, my qualms, three. Um, the soundtrack I am split on because at times it's fucking perfect. At other times, it doesn't really seem to fit what's going on. Sure. There seems to be parts where the, the music builds up and then nothing happens, which works sometimes but it it would be like she's brushing her teeth and it's like yeah and i don't know if it was just the theater that we were in but it was really fucking loud it was was unnecessary um so like i said it's not even a huge complaint because at times the soundtrack is amazing Mm. um and then there's certain scenes that just seem to end and i'm left wondering what the hell happened specifically like when she's on the beach and she sees the people in the boat Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she, like, takes off her clothes and starts walking towards the boat. And you assume she's going to swim to the boat. And then the next thing you know, she's driving away and she's all wet. Yeah. What happened on that boat? Right, yeah. And what I... uh, I don't know if talking about it would be a spoiler or not. I mean, it's not really an integral part of the story, but... I don't know. We could talk about it off mic, I guess. Okay. Um, But, uh... Yeah, I agree on on those points. And then my third part is when they the scenes where you're basically seeing from other people's perspective who couldn't see the demon. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little hokey. Specifically, the first part when it pulls her hair. Yeah, it it looked like a string or something pulling her hair up, and I thought I didn't think that 
was the best effect. Yeah. But those are like <clears throat> all really minor, minor points. Definitely not anything that was like, okay, yeah, fuck this movie because of that. Right, right, yeah. Um, I think my biggest... I mean, I enjoyed most things about this movie. I think my biggest gripe was the ending. The ending made me want to fucking punch someone. <laughs> you didn't care for the ending? No, I hated it. The, the very, very ending? Or... Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. That bugged the shit out of me. <laughs> because I, they left it open? I wasn't going to say that, but okay, yes. That's not really a spoiler. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't like open endings, I, unless you're planning a sequel. But I really don't think this is going to have a sequel. But so many horror movies do that. I know, and it drives me nuts every fucking time. I hate that. I want some fucking resolution. I just, uh, see, I just, I love that. I committed a fucking hour and a half to this goddamn movie. I want a fucking ending, not some open-ended bullshit. Uh, I love when they leave it open to your imagination. <laughs> nah, fuck that. Another thing that this movie did really well that I really liked was there were scenes where you would see someone walking towards the camera, but they didn't make it a focal point. Yeah, like, there, like there's one scene specific where they show she's in the office of the school, mm-hmm. and the camera does a full 360. And while it's while it's circling, you see someone out the window, and they're just walking straight towards the camera. But the camera never stops, doesn't slow down, yeah, and never makes a point of it. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of gets your head going. Like, did I see that? Is that actually the demon, or is that just a person? Yeah. And you know what that kind of reminded me of, and this might be a little obscure, and a lot of people might not necessarily remember this, but in it, the the miniseries, um, there's a point where they're looking at a picture of dairy from like the 1800s or whatever and the picture comes to life and it's just like this street scene and then all of a sudden Pennywise appears and he like comes pretty quickly up and you know he's front and center but like you don't see where he came from yeah like you didn't notice him until he was right in front of you but he was almost like in the picture like the entire time so it was something like that that yeah I it was interesting I, I like when they do that um, because it just really springs up on you and like if you have a quick eye then you can appreciate it because you like you get a little set, self sense of self satisfaction because you spotted it but but at the same time it makes you wonder <clears throat> yeah and it's just I love that feeling of where they they kind of leave it up to you mm-hmm. to put the pieces together yeah um. Yeah, and they like they kind of trick you a little bit because they say that they say in the movie, um, or I guess specifically Hugh does that it can appear as anyone. Mm-hmm. It could be a complete stranger, or it could be um, someone you know. It, it could be anyone. Yeah. Um, and there is one part where they're, they they took off to like this beach house that. Was named Greg. Yeah. Um, is there a neighbor? Across? I don't know if we should talk about this part. I know which part you're talking about, but I, th- I think it's kind of a spoiler. Uh, okay. Well, then I won't. He doesn't about. spoil the movie, but it would spoil the scene. That's true. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, like, I saw that coming. I, I knew exactly what was going on. But, I got, yeah, okay. I won't, won't say anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anything else? Um, no, I think that's that's all my points. Okay. Now, would you like to give it a number? Sure. Um, like I said, this is 
a good movie. Some a movie that I've been wanting to see come out for a long time. Like something that really captures that, like I said, that eighties edge that has been missing from horror for so many years. Um, but then also like an interesting concept that one that hasn't necessarily been done before. Um, and it really hit all those points for me. So, um, I can't call it a perfect movie because I mean, what is really, um, so I think, I don't know that I'd give it a nine because I don't know. I don't think I enjoyed it that much, but I think I'll give it an eight. All right. Um, yeah, like me, you know, I love tension and I love suspense. And that's to me, that's the best part of a horror movie because I, I just love that feeling of your heart racing. And this did that to a T. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like I said, I do just have those those three very minor gripes. And I, I can't even say that I would give each one half a point off because I don't think all of them are even worth half a point off. So I'm, I'm going to give it a nine. All right. Okay, well, that's uh, going to do it for this episode. Um, yeah? Yeah. One for sh- real. Not a joke. April, not a no April Fool's. This is not an April Fool's. <laughs> We're actually ending the show now. Um, but yeah, so one yep. shit movie, one pretty good movie. So I guess they, they balanced out to a mediocre movie. Yeah. <laughs> so Muck Follows it would be okay. <laughs> um, or anyway. Muck It. You just call it Muck It. <laughs> So um, we'll catch you again here in a couple weeks. Um, check Make it out. sure you catch out our Drunken Cinema coming out later today. Yeah. Uh, no joke. Not a joke. Uh, yeah. I hope you enjoy it. It is it is a special edition for April Fool's Day. Right. You'll find out when you see it. Yeah. I think we explained why we did it, too, if I remember right. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Things are a little hazy. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, we'll catch you again in a couple weeks. Taylor, tell them where you can find us. Uh, the best place to find us is at graveplotpodcast.com. We are on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram as graveplotpodcast. We are also on Twitter as grave underscore plot. Yeah. Um, so until next time, I'm Skeletoni. And I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all just a little dead inside. Yeah.